When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Good morning. Welcome to the Weekly Roundtable. C-SPAN here. I got a bunch of uh, high-impact men from the Midwest this morning. Um, a great, great topic to discuss. And um, when I mean great, I just appreciate these guys are willing to tackle the difficult stuff. So let's start with these stuff. Uh, GMO, who eats you? How long have you been doing F3? Hi, this is GMO. Uh, Yodel eats me, and I've been doing F3 about two and a half years. Excellent. Lube. Who EH'd you? How long have you been doing F3? Uh, I came out on March 6th of this year. I was EH'd by Rhonda. Excellent. Rhonda. I look like a good girl's name. Mother-in-law, who EH'd you? How long have you been doing F3? Yeah, this is mother-in-law. I've been doing uh, F3 for about three months now, EH'd by uh, Lube. Awesome. And I, I feel like we can make some Lube jokes, but we're just going to keep going. Wolverine, who EH'd you? How long have you been doing F3? Wolverine here, uh, EH'd by Patino at a breakfast, talking about estate planning t- attorney needs, and uh, showed up the next day to work out about a year and two months ago. And, uh, and we did say uh, estate planning. And that's a guy who can really EH somebody. If he's, uh, he's doing estate planning and the combo EH, that's, uh, that's a high-impact man right there. <laughs> Got both. All right, guys. well, shout-out to all. Yep, shout-out to the guys who EH'd you guys. And um, I guess we're going to start talking a little bit about St. Louis. And so, GMO, you, can you just give us uh, just all the pod packers? I don't think anybody realizes the momentum that's going on in St. Louis right now. Could you, uh, can you give us a quick regional update? Yeah, for sure. And what's exciting uh, today, actually, we're having uh, Urkel come down from Naperville as a troubadour because this weekend we're celebrating our third year anniversary. So that's exciting for us happening this weekend. Um, We've been a region, as I said, for about three years. This last year I became uh, the Nantan and all of the shared leadership team also had been doing F3 for about two years. So we started with um, EHing guys to become part of our uh, leadership team. And then, as we all know, in St. Louis, at least, uh, we closed everything down on March 23rd, and we really accelerated. 
some of the stats is we've got 160 FNGs that have joined us since that time. We've opened up seven new AOs, uh, so we have a total of 12 right now, including one that's virtual. Uh, we added about 26 days uh, a week to work out. We've got a really supercharged uh, rucking culture. Uh, grow Ruck, we've had 17 guys in 2020. Um, several of them have done several Grow Rucks. And then the CSOFs, we've got about 14 that we do a couple uh, each month. Uh, so when we came in and, and started this uh, new shared leadership team, we're just really focused on the mission, plant growth serve, and the invigoration. And uh, as you can tell from some of the stats uh, and the three-year anniversary, that uh, we're really having a great time feeling supercharged in our missionality and um, really trying to make a difference here in St. Louis and the nation. Yeah, and I'm, I'll be the first on behalf of the nation. Congratulations. And so that was three years already, huh? Right. That is right. And, and, and the other thing that we really, um, like a lot of guys will say, I don't know where I would be right now if I didn't have that free, if I didn't have a reason to get up in the morning, if I wasn't doing something harder than what I feel like I'm doing every day with work and the kids and school. And so we're just uh, really promoting the heck out of just this is a light in our lives and, and something that we all absolutely need uh, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, especially in these times. Yeah, and I've uh, I've got to work out with you guys a few times virtually, and you guys do have just a great group. Can we do a shout out to whoever who was the expansion group that planted you guys? Because I think we that deserves a call out. Whoever um, made that made the call to get to St. Louis, who who was that? I, I know Parach uh, Rocket was a member of that expansion team because he came out to St. Louis a few times, uh, so he was definitely Roger a part that. of that. So shout out to him, and we've been able to connect with yep. him on the S three Foundation and really talk through what Excellent. that's going to look like and accelerate our packs to give uh, and understand the benefits of having that foundation be strong. Roger that. Uh, yeah, the other guy I really want to call out is uh, Sheldon. He is our first man, Tan, and, and I know he uh, had a lot of glue that he was uh, slathering all over everybody to keep this group together through the first couple of years, and uh, several of the other guys on the shared leadership team just created a solid foundation for us. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to those guys. All right. Well, Podpaxers, we're going to get into a topic that's probably going to make some of you uncomfortable. And so um, I I just appreciate these guys because they're willing to tackle the tough subjects. So I'll be the first one to tell you, I think it's crazy that we have all these guys working out and not a single guy struggles with porn. It's the biggest industry in the United States, but nobody struggles with it because they work out at 530 in the morning. I just think it's crazy. So GMO, I guess I'll hand it back to you. Why don't you start off with it and just kind of, if you want to get us going on today's subject, and we'll take it from there. Uh, yeah, so we're going to tell a little bit of a, st a story of, of what uh, happened in our region here just within the last three months. Um, so Wolverine is our third FQ, and he created uh, a shared leadership team. And through that, got to know uh, a couple of guys. Uh, Loop was part of that team as well, and he had uh, a charity called The Covering House that, that he's been involved in. And through that, he EH'd mother-in-law, who is the um, a community engagement lead for The Covering House. And so through that, uh, you'll hear the story that uh, with the COVID times, really hard to raise money. Uh, and The Covering House is focused on helping girls uh, as young as 12 years old um, recover from and, and lead new lives uh, from um, human trafficking. 
And so we'll tell a little bit of story uh, around uh, why we did this, uh, how we did it, and then what some of our discussions and plans are for the future. One of the things uh, for a lot of us that um, got our hearts was just the, the horrible uh, evil uh, that this is in our world. Um, also that we know that it starts from men who become addicted to porn and they get more and more um, out of alignment. I don't know if there's a, there's definitely probably a better way, just really kind of sick around um, this addiction that they, they need deeper and deeper and more severe uh, uh, satisfaction and, and that's where the human trafficking really uh, kicks into play. And so part of what we want to do too is, is discuss what is it that we cannot just do to support these types of charities and this horrible evil in our world, but also uh, in our packs, what are some of the things we can do to stop the demand? And part of that is just getting uh, out in the open and starting to talk about this topic. So I'm going to hand it over to Wolverine. He's going to uh, give a little bit of a background on the third F, and then uh, we'll just kind of go through the, the sequence of events and um, and then open up for questions. Wolverine. Thanks for the handoff, GMO. So as he said, I'm the, the third F here, and we thought it was important to really build out leadership teams, just like how we have site queues for the first F. We really wanted to have a third F leadership team that spread across the region, especially given the expansive and quick growth that we've seen so that the voice of the PACs can be heard and ideas can come from the PACs and flow to the rest of the community. And the covering house came to us through Lube uh, because there was that funding shortfall. He was a member of the leadership team before he took over expansion and brought us four AOs in four weeks. Uh, and going out that way, it was how can we as a group not only bring money to this organization doing great things for a man-created issue uh, by bringing this demand out through porn, through other things that are uh, also something that you don't hear about. You know, St. Louis is a top 10 uh, sex trafficking city, unfortunately, in the United States. And until Lube and mother-in-law told me that, I had no idea. So that, it just blows our minds. We wanted to bring not only dollars to a great charity, but also awareness to the community. And that's what brought this event out. We really started you know, getting after the third F in the middle of COVID. And that was to bring guys together, to share needs, because there was so much need in the community that we started our first third F activity in June, which was a can drive when us versus Washmo had a joint beatdown at their location, so Washington, Missouri. And we did raise money for one of the food pantries there. And that just accelerated into a backpack attack to get kids backpacks for going back to school. We did the 10,000 mile challenge where we had this for the covering house. And then that went into an FNG challenge, which is why our numbers are where they are, where guys gave a certain number or a certain dollar amount for every new FNG in September. And that raised over $12,000 for the wings of hope charity. And we've been going through that. And now we're in the middle of a coat drive. So we've asked guys to bring their old coats, their wives, old coats, their kids, old coats, their neighbors' old coats always ask first before going to your neighbor's house to take their coats, we like to say. But making sure that we can give back to the community and not just with our dollars, but in other ways to make that important. We also do something with moving ministries where we'll help people move. And then we have a Wednesday Q source now and a Friday devotional on Zoom. So there's a lot going on. We've really accelerated in the last six months. And that really comes back to that senior leadership team because we have multiple guys listening to the packs, 
sharing ideas and bringing up what's important to them and letting them be freed to lead because they're going out there and taking on their own. Patino's now leading our Friday Zoom. La Gordita is leading the Q source. So each guy has their own thing. Crop Circle is running the moving ministries. And that's what we've seen has really accelerated the third F culture as we've tried to catch up with this great expansion we've had. So guys know it's more than just a workout, but it's a community and it's men impacting the community they're in and making it a better place. The one quote I'll leave you with is that, you know, one out of 10 men, if we get 10% of the men in the community to be moving forward, we can change that community. So obviously we want to, we want to make that for the positive and we want to follow our F3 virtues to get that to happen. So we're looking for the sad clowns out there to help them. Uh, and then how did we get on the covering house and how did this come out? GMO touched on it, but it was all from mother-in-law and Lube having that conversation where they had a large funding shortfall. And we were trying to raise $20,000 at the start. That was our goal. And when Lube brought that to us in July and we were going to launch an event in August, we all just kind of looked at him and we're like, what are you talking about, Lube? Like, that's no way we're going to make that happen. And through conversations and all of a sudden the entire PAX community was engaged in St. Louis, and we just saw great things. But that's really how that fire got started and that we're able to spread through each of the AOs real quickly to get that launch in August. But I'll hand it back to you, C-SPAN. Dude, you got me on fire. That sounds great. And I love your passion around the third F and running it just like we run the first F. I think that's outstanding. Um, just great work all around. And I, uh, I love that the, uh, the virtual, you guys have figured out how to do virtual um, Bible study. Tell me a little bit about, just a little bit more on that, because I know we've had, got a couple of regions that are going to try that. You got any words of wisdom or any truth nuggets you want to toss out on that? Yeah, so we've had two men that are really uh, find that it's important to not only have the proximity where, hey, we can get to an AO and do a pre-Bible study or a post-Bible study, but get men from different parts of the region involved so that everyone can meet new people and bring ideas across the region. So what we do is Friday at noon, we have an alternating sequence where we do stepping up one week right now, and then the next week is more of a conversational Bible-verse-based conversation. So that way it gives PACs a little ebb and flow there and they can get different ideas to bring up. Uh, so we'll watch part of a, about a 20-minute video. We'll have a conversation about it one week. And then the next week, Patino is leading that portion, and he'll find a Bible verse and a passage that we'll talk about and really bring that back to everyday life and share what's going on in our lives and how that could benefit us by talking through those things. So we've had some good success there uh, having small group gatherings and that there's no commitment to be there every week but there's guys uh, who are able to get there, and I'm going to pass it to Luke real quick. Yeah, I just wanted to point out, because um, it seems like forever ago, that actually started uh, as a Zoom, not by not because we wanted to do a Zoom, but because of the need. Uh, we couldn't get together in person, so this actually started during, uh, during the lockdown. Um, and the great thing about it is now you've got guys meeting on Fridays that normally don't even you know, work out together because of proximity. Um, and we've just kept it going because it's it's just a solid group of, of guys that um, that feed off of each other and uh, and we spun off of that and and did a Wednesday post beatdown devotional which is really how this whole third F event uh, monthly event thing started so it's amazing how um, how all of that has kind of come together to where we are right now. 
Yeah, this is a, a GMO. Another ad he t uh, Wolverine touched on was uh, guys connecting guys across the region. Uh, we got a couple guys from other regions that have joined or moved to St. Louis, and they are very kind of loud and complimentary of how connected we are across our region. Um, so we have guys that travel the different. They don't just take a day off because their AO is not not uh, hosting a beat down that day. They just travel across the region and really a, a close-knit community as, as large as St. Louis is across the 12 AOs. Yeah, that's awesome. GMO, where are we taking it from here? I'm sorry, C-SPAN, I, I was on and off mute there, what did you say? I said, where are we going to take this conversation from here? Yeah, let's uh, let's go to mother-in-law. Uh, as I said, he's a community engagement lead for the Covering House. He's going to give us a little background on the topic and what the Covering House does. Yeah, C-SPAN, thanks for having me. Mother-in-law, yeah, I just wanted to uh, speak a little bit about uh, the organization, the Covering House, um, which I uh, have the honor to um, serve and represent. Um, we are a non-for-profit here located in St. Louis, um, and, you know, our biggest mission is the aftercare um, of survivors of sex trafficking and exploitation. Um, and that is a huge um, piece of the puzzle that is, uh, that is underrepresented in our community and across the country, is uh, what happens to the victims and to the survivors of sex trafficking and sexual exploitation after they're rescued from, um, you know, from their situation and, and how does the healing um, begin and, and that's you know that's where the covering house steps in. Um, we have two main programs. We have a residential um, therapeutic housing program in which we house uh, survivors aged 12 to 18 um, in our home, and here we offer uh, therapeutic services, educational services to get you know our survivors back on track. Um, and we try to really just uh, reimburse those lost uh, childhood experiences. Um, whether that be family outings, family dinners, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the scarring we try to heal um, with just that family environment. And that's, you know, that's something that we're really big on. And um, I know it's been mentioned that Lube is very um, big with the Covering House. And, and, you know, everybody across the board sees Lube as family. Him and his family have supported us uh, throughout. So that's one of the biggest pieces is we see everything as, you know, family-oriented. Um, and... Um, no, just a little bit more about the, the covering house um, and, and some of the experiences that we've had during COVID. Uh, we normally have two large fundraising events. And we have a gala and we have, um, we have a concert. And both of those events were uh, unfortunately canceled during COVID. Um, so that was a $280,000 loss in funding for our organization. Um, so at the beginning of the summer, we began a campaign called Cover Her Now in an attempt to recoup those funds. Um, it was successful in the beginning and then slowed up a little bit um, towards the middle of summer, um, which actually is whenever I stepped in with the covering house um, and immediately was introduced to Lube, and that's when me and Lube came up with the idea for the, the fundraiser. Um, but yeah, one of the biggest struggles has just been being able to connect with not only our current supporters, but also engage in the community to, to gain new supporters. And not only does that bring fun, uh, funding to the organization, but it also brings awareness to the community. 
Um, so that's why, you know, the event that we had, um, the 10,000 mile challenge was just so important, not only to bring funds, but to bring awareness. Um, so yeah, so, you know, sex trafficking um, is, is a major issue. Um, you know, it's been a major issue, um, but more so now, you know, with the Jeffrey Epstein, Gillian Maxwell situation coming to light, uh, with the Wayfair situation coming to light, and all of that just so happened to come days, you know, months before the, um, the World Trafficking Day. And World Trafficking Day really sent, uh, sent shockwaves through, through our communities and through our country, um, waking people up to the real tragedy that is sex trafficking and sexual exploitation. Um, you know, but my biggest fear is that that's going to wear off. You know, and at the Covering House, one of our goals now is to make sure that it doesn't, um, which is why, you know, I appreciate you so much for allowing us to come on and use your platform to, to keep this uh, issue at front of mind for, you know, not only for, um, for F3, uh, F3 men, but also, you know, encouraging them to spread that word across their community. One in four um, victims of sex trafficking are actually children, um, and that's an underrepresented um, another underrepresented uh, population when it comes to sex trafficking. A lot of people um, consider, you know, prostitution and things like that to be a, a large issue, but um, a lot of times the kids get left behind. And it's the same way, um, I actually learned this recently, it's the same way when it comes to rehabilitation. Um, a lot of organizations don't want to put in the legwork um, and don't want to go through the red tape of, of starting a, a, an organization that supports the aftercare of children um, because there is a lot of red tape and there are a lot of um, requirements, you know, and the covering house has decided um, that its, its mission is to, you know, uh, create that foundation and, and to um, work with the government to, you know, uh, have the ability to house and rehabilitate these youth um, victims. Um, so, we're, we're trying really hard to, to give voice to the, to the survivors, um, and, and that's one of the, one of the main things that, that, we're, that we're working on um, now. So, yeah, just, just, you know, trying to bring awareness to the community is, is, is huge, but, you know, we have, um, we have five survivors in our house right now, and we have, you know, almost 20, um, 20 survivors that we work with in our community-based program. Um, so yeah, a lot of a lot of things going on with the covering house, and we're looking to expand and grow. So I'd love to talk about that a little bit more later on. Yeah, it's Eastman here, and I, I guess I need to just ask for the guys who listen to this and don't really understand what an issue this. But the reason Charlotte, Atlanta, St. Louis, it's because you guys are on the transportation links um, across our country. Is that part of why you guys are a hub in St. Louis? Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, we've got uh, 44 going um, straight through St. Louis, north to south, and then we've got 70 going east to west. So uh, we've got, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of cross-country traffic coming through St. Louis. Um, so yeah, you know, from it's always been drugs and sex trafficking coming through the Midwest here, and St. Louis being that main hub. Um, so we, we do see a lot of, uh, a lot of issues whenever it comes to that. I think another area that as we were planning this event that really shocked me is because of, of COVID working from home, 
there are men uh, online more frequently, unsupervised. <laughs> and then uh, the kids are home too, right? And because the parents are trying to work, they're unsupervised as well. So something that Sharika had mentioned as we were planning this uh, was just seeing an increase in the sex trafficking due to uh, COVID. The other thing I think uh, she mentioned, uh, mother-in-law, was that uh, there are calls that she gets Touring House gets from other cities uh, across the nation to uh, get advice and learn best practices that the Covering House has created uh, in this space. So some really good stuff there too. Um, I'm going to hand it over, uh, C-SPAN UK, if I hand it over to Lou, you can tell us a little bit about the event. Yeah, go for it. All right, ma'am. Hey everybody, this is Lou. Um, I can tell you one thing, it's pretty easy to EH somebody when they come asking for money or help. So it was uh, pretty easy to, uh, to get mother-in-law uh, jumping into the F3. Uh, when he reached out about organizing a, a 5K, a virtual 5K, which uh, to me didn't sound like a lot of fun. I'm not a runner. So running with, with a big group in the park, um, you know, I've done many times uh, running virtually. Just didn't sound like uh, an event that would take off easily. Um, but we we had mother-in-law come out to a, a beatdown, and and I invited guys to stick around afterwards to talk and brainstorm and figure out a way to uh, to really just accelerate these guys that you know enjoy doing silly things. And um, we uh, you know just, just started brainstorming, and mother-in-law came up with this idea of doing what started as a 5,000 mile challenge, and um, you know logging you know. Uh, combined miles uh, of all the participants over over a week time frame and and that's kind of where it developed from there and quickly we realized like you know here's this group of at least you know almost 200 men working out together you know 5,000 miles didn't seem like a lot so we we bumped it to 10,000 pretty quick and um, had about eight weeks to pull it off and, and really where it started accelerating was when guys started kind of taking ownership after you guys started taking ownership and and um, you know, introducing it to their to their families, introducing it to their uh, to their workplaces, and building teams, and and, and that's really where um, you know the awareness kind of came in. Like it, you know, to have you know me and mother-in-law, you know, doing this on our own, we wouldn't have gotten anywhere. But but the F3 guys really stepped up and um, started started this awareness campaign that um, eventually grew to 470 people participating. Um, and, and really the cool thing was that this was over 22 states, so it grew outside of St. Louis. We had uh, F3 guys in Kansas City, a big group, uh, jump in and, and join us. We had um, Lancelot uh, logged a bunch of miles for us down in Florida. Uh, we had a group from uh, F3 Orlando um, get involved as well. So T-Class to all you guys that, that joined us on that. Um, but, yeah, we uh, we end up um, continuing to to increase our our goal. I think we started with uh, the goal, which we thought was pretty lofty, of raising twenty thousand um, dollars. When we were sitting at twenty thousand dollars, I made the uh, um, the commitment to bear crawl a mile. If we hit forty thousand and three hundred participants, and obviously we we blew through that because we hit four hundred seventy participants and um, and end up raising seventy one thousand dollars for the Covering House. So um, it was a, a pretty awful bear crawl mile, but, uh, I think I was smiling the whole time. And, uh, and even just a testament to the F3 brotherhood here, um, 18 guys showed up that morning to, uh, to do that bear crawl mile with me. So 
that was pretty awesome to see. Yeah, and I, I'm just going to say key, key claps, brother. I love guys who put the you know put the challenge out there and then follow through, and then get 18 of your closest friends to do it with you is awesome. Just key claps all around right there. Uh, Lou, maybe you talk a little bit about like how else you promoted it even beyond F3. So we met with the Attorney General uh, getting real active on social media, um, the sponsorships, maybe just a little bit about that space too. Yeah, so as, as far as the sponsorships, um, you know, we were just trying to, trying to reach out to um, people that we knew uh, that were um, high up within organizations here in St. Louis and, and, and outside of St. Louis as well. We um, you know, tried to build it as not just a fundraising opportunity, but really you know, a team-building opportunity because there are so many companies that you know, have struggled during COVID to bring their, their employees together for anything. Um, you know, everybody was doing virtual um, meetings and virtual calls, and, and here was an opportunity to do something outside of those things that, that was kind of unique. So um, one of our big sponsors was actually is based out of Baltimore, just a, um, a good friend of mine who owns a company there that uh, um, one of the, was one of our big sponsors, and they, they were able to uh, get more than, I think, 20 people to join all across the U.S. Uh, and, and do this as a team, so it was pretty fun to see. So. Uh, big shots at Confidio in uh, in Baltimore, um, and, and it was a great way to spread the F3 name as well. We had um, a lot of guys find out about F3 through uh, all the um, all the push on the social media side, and 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 guys just introducing it to their companies, and and so we've seen. I think that kind of helped us accelerate um, and bring a bunch of F, uh, FNGs in as well through the process. Um, as far as uh, you know, we had a bunch of awards to give away, and those were all donated. So it was kind of kind of neat to uh, to see a lot of the bike shops in the area and um, running stores, and um, we were able to secure a bottle of Pappies that that helped bring in a bunch of money as well. Guys were chasing that uh, pretty hard. So um, yeah, just in in eight weeks to think about you know what we were able to pull together um, was was pretty fun to be a part of for sure. Yeah, I think we uh, also touched on uh, it was beyond running, right? So it was bear crawling, pushing a stroller, rucking, walking, and it was really a, a great virtual event that, that allowed us to expand the reach um, beyond just the running, which is kind of where this started. Yeah, we had a 95-year-old uh, lady join us uh, from Maine who uh, who actually ran a, a 5K. Um, I think it might have taken her two hours, but uh, but she did it, and it was it was fun to to promote that as well um, and kind of, you know, bring everybody that between the, you know, the kids that were as young as six to, to a 95 year old, um, you know, it wasn't just running in the park for 20 minutes. It was a week long awareness campaign that, um, you know, that, that went far beyond, I think, any of our expectations. So it was, it was a fun event. First annual. <laughs> And, and I'm I'm just going to say I, I'm very happy to hear that it's a first annual, and so uh, I I love where you guys are going with this because we're getting it out early enough the guys can start other regions can start planning for it. GMO, where are we going from here? Well, I'd like to jump in um, now that you, you brought that up. I mean, how awesome would it be if um, if this did roll out to other regions and and we use this platform. That, that we you know that was pretty successful here in St. Louis, and went beyond St. Louis, 
Um, if we could somehow duplicate that and do this together across the nation. Uh, obviously, it's a, um, a cause that's close to the heart of, of the nation. Uh, I know that's, um, you know, there's a similar organization that, that, that the nation's supporting for the 10-year uh, anniversary. Um, but, I mean, this is, St. Louis is in the top 10, but that means there's nine more cities out there that, um, that, that are in that top 10 as well. Um, and what if we all did this together and helped? push back the, the darkness that, that ultimately is caused by men. And here's, you know, thousands of guys out there that could, uh, could join in together and, and do some pretty awesome things. Yeah, so that's uh, some of the things we've been bantering around here is to, like uh, Luke said, just uh, what can we do in, in other cities and, and, you know, share this model. In fact, um, I've got a call on Monday with Beauty, who is leading the International Justice Mission, which is the charity for the 10 years. So we're going to start a conversation to see what they're up to, see how can we maybe share some best practices. Uh, Mother-in-law, why don't you share just a little bit of, about what the plans are using the $70,000 for the cover yeah so um, you know as I mentioned losing those two events we, we lost two hundred eighty thousand um, dollars off the jump you know this event really helped jumpstart our um, you know the end of our summer campaign and into our fall campaign and really helped us recoup a lot of a lot of lost funding but um, you know one of the biggest things that happened to the covering house at the beginning of this pandemic was we were forced to um, shut down the um, development of a new facility. Um, right now, we are able to house five uh, survivors of sex trafficking in our therapeutic home. We were looking to increase that um, to 15 girls uh, or 15 survivors in a new home that we were uh, we were developing. And uh, as I mentioned, we we unfortunately had to shut that process down. Um, so in order to start that back up and to get momentum, you know, there's a lot that has to happen. Um, and, you know, a large chunk of, uh, you know, a large chunk of change needs to be raised in order to um, be able to begin that process, um, you know, again. So uh, the event definitely helped, um, but, you know, there's, there's a, lot of, uh, a lot of help still needed to, to really begin development um, again. Um, so going from five girls um, to 15 girls in our house and um, not having to turn, turn down um, 70 victims a year um, because we just don't have the space to, to help um, will be a huge blessing if we can, we can get that accomplished here in the, here in the near future. Yeah. Hold on one right there. Sorry. I, was gonna... I love it. Just yeah. I, I just say, I, I love it. I love a guy that sets a lofty goal <laughs> and that's a lofty goal. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I appreciate it. I'll hand it back. I know somebody else was talking there. I, I, let me hand that back. Oh, you're good. Uh, this is Lou. Um, I just want to touch on that a little bit. You know, when the Covering House first started, um, they they were gifted a house, and, and, and that's where the girls stay now. And, and there's a, you know, due to certain regulations, there's a capacity. And they hit that capacity uh, pretty easily. Um, they were actually gifted a convent uh, outside of St. Louis County, um, where they can house another 15 girls. And, and there's a lot of, you know, again, there's a lot of red tape to, to, to jump through in order to get that house up and, uh, and ready to where they can uh, take in those girls. And, and, and really the, the awful thing that uh, they have found throughout this process is that they have to turn away girls that are, that are younger than 12 um, and boys that are, that are pretty young as well because 
you know, the state can't allow um, certain ages to mix together and, and certainly not boys and girls to mix together. So they're going to turn the, the older house, the smaller one, into a recovery house for kids that are, are younger um, than 12 years old. Um, because that, that was a need that I, I don't think anybody expected when uh, the organization started. So um, kind of let those things sink in and kind of you, you wonder why some of us have gotten so charged about this. Yeah, and I'm just going to say, yeah, it's, and that's terrible that that's even a need. We live in a broken world is all I can say. That's terrible. You guys are doing the right thing. Yeah, I think maybe uh, C-SPAN, if, if you don't mind, uh, just kind of tipping off of the broken world. Uh, we're talking about, you know, trying to create safe places and, and help recovery, but how can we back up into what are the triggers, what are the causes of this, um, this evil in our world? So part of what uh, we've done over the last probably year, year and a half is because of the proximity of the guys in F3, because of the relationships, we're leading really strong uh, men uh, who are willing to be vulnerable and step up into conversations around talking about their struggles with porn. So from that, obviously, is what can we do in our community to, to stop this demand? Um, and, and, you know, a lot of times we see leaders go first. And so some of the things that a couple of guys and I have uh, exposed this within our packs, uh, through that we created uh, a couple of like five or six different small groups to go through a program called Strive 21, uh, which is a 21 detox uh, from porn. And it really, really opens your heart to understand, um, you know, the, the science of it, the way the brain, brain works, expose you to the industry and to the women um, that have, have fallen prey to this. Um, for me personally, uh, it's something I've struggled with uh, my whole life. I remember um, the first time I saw it in my dad's workshop, and it was like uh, one of the strongest memories. So we just know that the brain works in in this way, and, and it really had triggered, um, uh, you know, a path of different points in my life that I've struggled with it. Um, I can tell you, too, that it, it's really been something that uh, as uh, my wife, uh, I told her, and it uh, put a pretty big wrecking ball through our marriage uh, about seven, eight years ago. And so just going to marriage counseling, um, doing some of these programs, um, discussing it with my spiritual director. Um, I've not gone to SA before. I know that's another program that a lot of men have gone to. Uh, you know, by the grace of God, this is something that uh, with the community, with the connection, with the vulnerability, with several of these programs and these conversations and a heck of a lot of prayer, uh, it's something that I've been able to overcome. And, and, you know, for me, there's a lot of hope if, if it can happen to me. I, I want to make sure that I hand that off uh, to other men. Uh, so, you know, and, and the beauty about F3 is that the framework is there. So doing Q-Source and... Get going through the get right, lead right, all of that is just such a good fit. Um, you know, we've got several shield locks starting. Uh, a small group of us did a, a program called Exodus 90, uh, following um, 
following, uh, you know, the book of Exodus and the journey out of slavery for 90 days and, and giving everything up, basically, but eating and sleeping and praying and, and coming together with a strong group of brotherhood. Uh, there's a couple of guys I know that have the covering, uh, I'm sorry, the covenant eyes application on their phone where we get a notification every day as to were you free and clear uh, with, uh, with all your devices. And then in working with uh, Beauty, he said there's a, another program called Setting Captives Free. So there's quite a few uh, programs. Uh, I think just the structure of F3 makes this a really great opportunity to, to get this out there. Uh, to be humble, to be courageous, uh, to expose uh, this topic, and for us to begin discussing it and uh, recovering from it. Brother, I appreciate your testimony. I um, I just appreciate you being able to say, you know, I made the joke at the beginning of the call, and I, I meant it lighthearted, but it's not lighthearted to say this huge industry, and we have all these guys, and now nobody's even willing to share that they struggle with it. So I just appreciate you. Uh, being a leader and standing up and saying you struggle with it and you're trying to get better. I think that's what hopefully, uh, hopefully guys hear your testimony and uh, can reach out to you. And um, if they need somebody to help push them along, you can give them that guidance. Absolutely. And gents, I, um, I just, you know, we had, we started this conversation and I, I'm, I'm just going to tell you, I'm, I'm very proud of the men of St. Louis. I'm very proud of F3 that uh, when it went to St. Louis, it found a bunch of guys like you because it sounds like you're making a difference. It's just awesome. I um, I know we're getting on top of our time, and I, I know the podpacksters probably we've stirred a lot of emotions in everybody's hearts as we uh, as we talked this morning. GMO, I'm going to hand it back to you and see what other stuff we missed um, today. I honestly think we covered it. I think we covered it all. Um, wanted to share a little bit about the region. Wanted to share a little bit of, of what we've been able to do and how we've done our acceleration, our passion for all three F's and the F3 mission. And uh, um, we can also leave. Um, yeah, mother-in-law, you got something? Yeah, no, I just felt uh, it'd be remiss if I didn't mention, you know, we're all – men and and we've all got families and um whether it's you know uh sons daughters um we've got nieces nephews just be very vigilant going forward um after hearing this with with your kids and you know feel free to talk to your kids and be inspired to talk to your kids about the issues and talk to your family about the issues that are going on and um be a you know be a voice for the victims and and a voice for change and um you know we have to uh, you know, we have to really pay attention to our own screen time, but pay attention to your kids' screen time. Um, so don't let this fall on deaf ears, this conversation. Um, actually, I, I felt like I needed to give some action items um, and how we can go forward. Yeah, I think on top of that, too, is just um, reach out to your PACs. Uh, start this uh, start this conversation, uh, include it in your shield box, and you put it in your shield box, and uh, I think it'll really flourish and, and open up uh, guys' hearts and, and deepen our relationships and, and the fellowship that we have that's going to help us uh, recover and uh, lead better lives. So um, we can leave our uh, uh, Twitter. Uh, I'm uh, at GMO underscore F3STL. Um, Shane, or I'm sorry, Lube is uh, at S R 
Russell S S Russell S T L, and then um, um, Wolverine is Wonder Kid twenty. Um, Mother-in-law, do you have a, a Twitter? You know, after watching the Social Dilemma, which I'd recommend watching, I've I've made an exit of uh, social media, um, but I am the social media director for the Covering House. So, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at the Covering House um, is our tag. That's awesome. Yeah. Ben, anything else? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do. Uh, so we're going to do a butcher's word just real quick here on the social dilemma thing because I'm. I watched it too, and now my brain's all stirred up on social media right now. But uh, I'm I'm not gonna. That'll be a that'll be a butcher's word for another day. I'm gonna tell everybody watch that movie. But everything you guys talked about today, guys are gonna have different pieces of this that stick out in their minds, right? A um, couple things that stick out is GMO. I just appreciate your honesty and your clarity and your willingness to share. Uh, a mild bear crawl because you make a commitment to your brothers is. Um, Another one, the fact that we need a house to um, support kids that are under 12 years old that have to deal with uh, trafficking is is terrible. I mean, if you really want to define what a broken world looks like, it's a world that doesn't take care of their kids. And a kid under 12 that has to deal with that um, because of predatory men in, the, you know, in their society, is it's terrible. So... The other thing I'm going to take from this is there's a bunch of guys in St. Louis um, getting a little bit better every single day and trying to make the rest of us. And I, uh, I appreciate that you guys are going to try and make the rest of us better next year with your challenges. Um, just continue to continue to keep pushing forward. And I, uh, I'm going to, at this point, I'm going to air knuckle bump you guys because I like, uh, I like that whole virtual thing and we can't touch each other. But I'm going to tell you, if I, we were together, I'd probably be trying to hug you guys because I just appreciate the clarity you gave this morning. So, um, uh, GMO, any final words? Uh, just keep uh, keep living it, uh, keep uh, getting after it, and uh, and uh, you got to get right. You got to uh, you can't lead others if you can't lead yourself, and you can't be a mascot, and uh, you can't do it by yourself. So you can't live in isolation. So let's uh, continue the mission of S three. Thank you, Yeah, and I'm I'm going to say we're you know we're in Q four, so I got to say. We're talking legacy. You might have heard some men today who are talking about really changing the world and leaving a legacy. Keep up the good work, brothers. Everybody else, I'll talk to you next week. See you. Thanks to Spain. Bye.